0: Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Weigh In Sports Talk on a Thursday night. Not a Wednesday, this is Thursday, so if you're listening right now, it's not hump day. Tomorrow's Friday, we're that much closer to Saturday, so surprise, surprise. Hope everybody's had a great week. Mine has been long and busy, that's why we couldn't do the show last night, so thanks for your patience. and And joining us tonight... So whether you do it Wednesday or Thursday, I don't think people care. Because the ratings for this show will will beat the NFL for Thursday night. I promise you that. But I'm crazy, I guess. I went and and this is just a dumb, what are you doing, Brian, thing, taking Miami in the money line tonight. Kind of stupid. But I feel stupid. You know, I feel like, why not? Let's just, you know, the Denver Broncos beat up on Cincinnati physically. It's a Thursday night game. The line's high, seven and a half. You get great odds. Miami sucks. So we'll see if I'm right. I'm probably wrong, but hey, it's just it's just money. And uh hope everybody again had a great week tonight. A lot to discuss. We're gonna discuss the big, big matchup between Louisville Clemson are the media is the media overhyping Louisville right now. We know Vegas you know Clemson opened up a favorite in this game but the public the perception of Louisville right now after dismantling Florida State has pushed this line to 2 points Louisville's the favorite and and you know what we'll talk about it later I'm not buying it I'll tell you why a lot of big games this weekend if you if you love college football you you have to love this Saturday we got Georgia Tennessee to discuss tonight uh, big SEC game. The winner of this game really, to me, has a, a real good shot of, of making it to Atlanta, NFL, to talk about can Carolina rebound from a one and two start on the road to against the only team that beat them last year during the regular season. That is the Atlanta Falcons. I'll tell you why the Carolina Panthers will win. This weekend, and there's a lot we're going to discuss And always the faithful co-host Jonathan Miklos is with us tonight I'm about to bring him on in a moment And Jason will be with us, probably Quinn But Jason Humphrey thinks that uh, Washington State's an easy win for Oregon, I bet But we're going to talk tonight who's, who's going to win And if I sound tired, I, I am I did a, an hour WebEx presentation today to a lot of people so this seems relaxing, Jonathan. I mean, just talking sports, sitting back and just like sitting in the bar, talking, that's how I want it to be tonight. How you doing, my friend?
1: Oh, I'm doing quite well. My week's uh, <clears throat> winding down to uh, a close. It's been uh, somewhat uneventful, so that's always a uh, a positive. You sound, just, like uh... you're,
0: you sound like you're about to pull the trigger, man. Is everything okay? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, that's no, no, no. every, every, actually everything's good. I just got to go uh, I got to get new headlights for the car tomorrow. Uh other than that, I mean I'm I'm look man, 3:30 Saturday is all I'm waiting for because that that's going to be that's our season on the line.
0: Florida State North Carolina, we will talk about that game, but hey, the prediction I made the other for the last week or so. Remember when I said the uh the the debate Monday night would would be more viewed by I mean more people would view that than the Monday night game well I was wrong mm-hmm. they actually more people more people view the debate than they did the Super Bowl what, wow. what does that tell you
1: um well that people were expecting a show and it and it sounded like they got one I uh I only watched the first, I don't know, 45 minutes, hour of it before I went. I already know who I'm voting for. And at this point, all anybody's going to do is just aggravate me. So let Thank me go you. watch the rest of this football game. Uh,
0: Thank you. And that's the key. Well, Nobody, There's not anybody that hasn't made up their mind yet. That's that's where people misunderstand mm-hmm. these debates. It's a show. It's a rating. I didn't change my mind, and, and nothing's going to change my mind unless – you know, we won't talk politics much, but it was, it was a, a good night. The Falcons won. They beat New Orleans for the first time on Monday night in New Orleans. So, uh, the, the Saints 0-3, so their season is done. Drew um, Brees gets a big contract, an extension, I think. I don't know what they're doing in New Orleans, but they need some defensive help. Maybe that's where they should start. I don't know, but we got a lot to cover, man. We got a lot to cover, and – Baseball playoffs are coming up. When did the playoffs start, Monday or Tuesday?
1: Uh, I want to say baseball, the wild card game, is on, um, I want to say that's on Tuesday. Yeah, so Tuesday is when uh, we're going to have our first wild card matchup, and uh, we're going to, to play up baseball pretty much every day for a couple of weeks. It's kind of fun.
0: Uh, God, I don't know, Jonathan, if it's fun or not. No, this is the only time I watch baseball is when the playoffs come. So as long <laughs> as it doesn't, as long as it doesn't interfere with football, I'll watch baseball. And and you know, Tuesday, like you said, October fourth is the the AL wild card game on TBS. Wednesday is the NL wild card game. Jonathan, tell us who's going to be in the American League wild card and the NL wild card.
1: Uh, well, uh, look, looking at it right now, I mean, it's a three-team race in the National League uh, between the Mets, the Cardinals, and the Giants. And uh, for those who know me, I actually um, I root for the, the Giants. Um, and I will say I, I hope do this team doesn't the make the playoffs. I really hope they don't make it. Right now, it looks like the Mets, uh, are going to be the team that makes the wild card, uh, will host the wild card game, and they're probably going to play St. Louis. Uh, in the American League East, it's really wide open right now. Uh, I mean, in the American League in general, uh, I think you're going to see Toronto and um, you know, probably Detroit. Uh, but I mean, you're, you're looking at Toronto, Baltimore, Detroit, Seattle are all separated by
0: two games.
1: Uh, so that this is really uh th- this is going to be a fun one right down to the very end
0: yeah and we'll keep you updated on baseball we will give our one minute of baseball talk but the playoffs actually begin we have the wild card tuesday and wednesday but thursday the alds game one starts and got to be excited about that national league's going to start on Friday, so we we got a lot going on to talk about. We will cover baseball a little bit, guys. I promise you. It's just radio. Baseball and radio do not go together for some reason. Don't know why. I guess it's just the way it is. Maybe playoff baseball will be better. But in news, I mean, there's a couple things in Alabama here. we got Blake Barnett withdraws from school, which um, that's tough, Jonathan, because he's a good quarterback. He's young. If something happens to hurt, like it, you know, anything can happen. What if he just implodes? What if he gets hurt? Alabama, it's not good to, to be without quarterbacks, and that's something from Alabama. And also, also, one of their star linebackers gets arrested on gun charges. What is it with Bama players and, and illegal weapons, man? And I guess Nick Saban's going to suspend him from study hall tomorrow. He won't be going to study hall, but he will be suited <laughs> up for Kentucky Saturday. <laughs> So accurate. <laughs> I mean, seriously. I mean, really, after the rest on Alabama, the first thing I think of is nothing's going to happen. Is that not what you think? I mean, if it said uh, Alabama linebacker shoots three people, well, it's self-defense, suit him up. You know, I mean, it's it's just the way it goes in Alabama, man. It doesn't matter I mean, Auburn gets a player arrested. They're out for a game or something. Or, But Alabama never misses. I mean, okay, he's suspended for Kentucky, a 35-and-a-half-point favorite. Is that really a suspension, or is that a, a week off to heal? Is that a bye week? I mean, anyway, they said the gun was his. I think the weed was the other guy's. But I think he was passed out in the car asleep, but the weed was just smoked. So, I guess a guy asleep was smoking weed. So, I don't know, Jonathan. Do you know anything about this story? It just happened last night at two o 2 nine a m. Yeah, I did a little a little
1: bit of reading into it. Uh, it sounds like the cop um, was rolling by, smelt uh, the uh, the pot come from the car, walked up and said, you know, what the hell's going on here? Um, <laughs> die, you know, the passenger said, oh, the pot's mine. And apparently there was a, a, you know, obviously a handgun was found, And uh, Williams said, yeah, that, that's mine. And, uh, well, no registration, no concealed carry, I guess, no nothing. So he got booked. Um, this, you know, obviously Cam Robinson had the same situation in the offseason, and those charges were magically dropped because, I don't know, and it kind of pisses me off still. So, I'm waiting to see how this one plays out. I imagine Tim won't be suspended, even though he fessed up to the gun being his. Um, I imagine that at some point they're going to drop the charges, and we're going to go back to beating the chest saying, You've got to be kidding me. How much more crooked can one take? I mean, everybody wants to. It's funny. When it's, that whole thing with Jameis is going on. Everybody wanted to point at Tallahasseans and jump up and down and go, you know, Look, look, look. And it's like. Y'all ain't look the other way, have you? I mean, everybody was pointing at Florida State because you didn't want us pointing at Alabama, or you didn't want us pointing at Florida, or you didn't want us pointing at Ohio State. I mean, it, it's it's amazing how the state of college football right now, it, it's in such a bad one because every it seems every week a, a player of note gets arrested for doing something that you just shake your head and go, what an idiot.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's certain schools that are protected. I mean, there's no doubt in my mind that Alabama, as long as they're on top, as long as they're winning, um, things are going to be swept under the rug. That's, uh, you know, that's just the way it's going to be, I'm sorry. And other schools, it's, it's a little different, and you can argue with me if you want. That's fine. You have your opinion. I have mine. But I just think Nick Saban runs it in Alabama – he, nobody else has a decision. Nobody else has an opinion. It's his way or the highway, and that's the head coach. That's how you get into the Baylors of the world, the Penn States of the world, the Miamis of the world. That's what happens when when somebody's in charge of all they care about is winning. But we'll see what happens, but nothing will. He'll miss a practice next week. He'll, instead of going to the strip club three times, it'll be down to two. Or something like that will happen. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. I'm, I'm waiting on little boy Nick to, to come out and tell us what's going on. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, are you ready for some football this weekend, man? Are you ready? Are you ready? Because your Tampa Bay Bucks and my Carolina Panthers completely suck right now. And and I don't know,
2: mm-hmm.
0: I don't know if it's going to get better or not. This may just be a, a bad year for both of them but we'll go through the schedule of the NFL first. We'll talk a little NFL, not not a lot, because we're only going to about 9 or 9.30, somewhere around in there. I know you all have better things to do, but uh, just looking at the schedule right now, I mean, first of all, is Russell Wilson, I'm reading reports where he's going to be out three or four weeks. Um, Pete Carroll said he'd be surprised if Russell Wilson doesn't play Sunday, so is he hurt or not?
1: Uh
0: the report i
1: saw is that he's hurt uh it's a sprained knee i want to say more specifically it's his mcl um but he's come out and he said there's no doubt that i'm playing i feel i quote i feel great feel strong i practiced yesterday practiced the full practice and everything like that i'm excited about this week He's uh,
0: so, missing. He's gonna play. He's missing.
1: Well, he—I'll I, I, say this: I think he's gonna play, but it's gonna be the same as it's been this whole season, where he's really been ineffective. Um, you know, I—I not I, I, you know, not to like jump the gun, but I think the Jets actually beat
0: the Seahawks this week. Yeah, and it's kind of like JJ White. Are you gonna play hurt? And be ineffective. Are you going to go on the Are you going to go on the injury reserve? To take care of business to get healthy again. I think if if Seattle's smart, they they do you know they they rest this guy. They get him better because if he's playing hurt, first they're struggling anyway, and now it's going to be like you said, even worse. You have an immobile quarterback. It's not going to be. It's not going to get better, Jonathan, as long as he's playing on it. And that's where I think. Seattle's going to make a mistake because you need him for the, for the second half of this season. You need him now, but I think you can get by without him right now and win. But they're going to make a mistake and play him. He's going to take another shot, and he may be out for the season before long. And Jonathan has boldly come on this show and predicted the Jets to beat him. And you know what? I'm with you, Jonathan. I think the Jets beat the Seattle Seahawks in New York because – I just think the Jets are a quarterback away from being a real good football team. And, and uh, I heard Colin Coward say something. He sees Tony Romo as the Jets quarterback next year because, you know, Dak Prescott doing what he's doing. But Seattle's look pretty bad. Yeah, they, they beat up. Who did they beat up on this past weekend? Some scrubs. Yeah. San Francisco. Yeah. yeah and, they,
3: and
0: they still look bad. And they still look bad. But the Jets on the road, this is – Coming all the way from the west of the East Coast, you're a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Take the Jets all day long. And here's the deal. Detroit's a three-point favorite over Chicago. Is, is Chicago the worst team in the NFL, Jonathan, to start with? Absolutely. Uh, Cleveland, no. Cleveland probably, Yeah, is,
1: right? Yeah. Well, you know, it's funny. I was, I was doing this exercise earlier, and I don't know why I, I stopped when I did. Uh, but there, that, that's my ADD kicking in, I guess. Um, I'm through week eight of the NFL season, and I have yet to find a win for the Browns, Bears, and Saints. And I mean, those too, are easily – Too bad they don't
0: play each other. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, the only game throughout the season that I think the Browns can win is when San Diego comes to town in week 15. I think those are not only the three most inept teams in football this year, but they're three of the most poorly run franchises uh, and, you know, looking at the past, let's say three years that I've seen in a while where the bears Tennessee, well, see, at least Tennessee's trying. I don't know what's not clicking there, but at least they're trying. Uh, They got a quarterback that everybody loves We'll see how that progresses. I, as long as Mariota stays healthy, he should develop. But if he keeps getting hurt, obviously he can't develop because you're not getting game reps. Um, but, I mean, look at Chicago. Chicago was built on defense. The, the, the Bears had the same problem as the Bucks. They built a great defense. The defense got old, and they forgot to reload it. They, they, all, all of a sudden, everybody retired, and they went, ah, oh, crap, what do we do now? And, you know, and they kept trying with these – No, what they thought were going to be better quarterbacks, Jay Cutler and Josh Freeman, and they both lined up being bust. Both teams neglected their offensive lines. I mean, the Bears and the Bucks share a lot of similarities. The only difference is Jameis Winston's in Tampa. Like, that's the the main difference. The Bucks actually have a quarterback. The Browns, every time the Browns try to turn a quarterback, well, all right, you know, I got this. This sums up the Browns. Josh Gordon would rather go to rehab than play for the Browns next week. I don't. don't blame
0: like that's the Browns. I don't blame. Well, let's bring let's bring Quinn on. Quinn, I mean, how bad are your Chicago Bears right now? I mean, they're I mean they're, <laughs> they're a dog the worst at home team against in, Detroit. They're the worst
3: team in the NFL. But Jonathan's completely wrong on one thing, and the Bears the Bears this free agency they got a bunch. Got got a bunch of good defensive players, but they all got injured either in pre-season training camp oh. or the regular season. All the good oh. players are injured now. They, oh. they picked up Danny Trevaison, they picked up They Who got picked injured? Up, uh, Jerrell Freeman. They have a pretty good defensive line with Eddie Goldman, Willie Young,
1: Sam Houston, are, are we sure are, well, are we sure Lamar Houston and Willie Young are actually good? Are we sure they're – Because Lamar Houston – Lamar Young's healthy, is pretty good. Well, Willie Young had an easy job. They had the Dominicans and Nick Fairley in the middle. They were one on one in him. Cliff Averill on the other side. Like Willie Young was the fourth-best lineman on that Lions defensive line. He had ten sacks and everybody started drooling. Big whoop. How many sacks did he have last year? You know, Lamar Houston's fine and dandy, but he got hurt. Eddie Goldman got hurt, as much as I love him. Danny Trevathan, yeah. uh, you see those issues. Jarrell Freeman, what has Jarrell Freeman done? Wasn't he on the Colts? The Colts' defense sucks. Well, what's the Bears' secondary look like? An injury goal, which is a shame. Yeah, well, the, second I,
3: the secondary is piss-poor, but saying the Bears haven't tried to make their defense better is completely, utterly false.
1: But,
0: yeah, he didn't say but that,
2: our... uh, did he? He, he, uh, said he said they were built for. Well, no, 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 defense, no! I, 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 said I said
1: the defense got old, and they and they and they weren't reloading. I didn't say they'd done nothing. They tried to fix it with veterans. They weren't drafting young guys to replace Erlander and to replace Tillman and to groom these guys. What no. they did was, you we'll have them another. We'll have another year. We're gonna have another year. We're gonna have another year. They weren't doing a good job of grafting and grooming guys. They were just That's kind of what? hoping nothing went wrong. And Pace is trying Cutler's to fix the
3: that. P- Pace wasn't the free- Pace
1: wasn't in charge. It neither was. Oh, Pace. I'm not blaming them. But but you you have Here's to agree with problem. me. Your former general manager was horrendous. Yeah, he was. Here's the problem, oh,
0: guys. Hold on. Here's the problem. Jay Cutler sucks, okay?
1: As long as Jay
0: Cutler plays on the Chicago Bears, they're going to suck. I don't care if you brought the the 85 Bears defense back. The Bears will suck as long as Jay Cutler is a quarterback. And until they realize that, Quinn, they're going to suck. I mean, Jay Cutler is the worst quarterback in the NFL by far. There's nobody I would – if I saw him, I would slap him upside his face tonight. But I don't see him if I'm did, in Atlanta. My, he's, he's terrible.
3: Then in 06, then why did the Bears go to Super Bowl with Rex Grossman and it was all
1: because of the defense? Why was number that? Number <laughs> one defense?
3: Yeah, exactly.
1: Kyle was so, the quarterback so. that year, by the way, not Rex Grossman. Yeah, but, yeah, but was the Cutler, quarterback for like 15 games.
0: A, Cutler's, Cutler's not a game manager. Cutler's a, an idiot cutler's going to come out there and sort of managing a game and and setting it up to win he's gonna he's gonna screw up and that's why his attitude's bad nobody in chicago likes him the fans hate him i mean his teammates hate him go out and get tim tebow or something to the quarterback your team while he's hitting home runs right now in the development league go ask him would he come and and quarterback, but the Bears can be good with the defense if, if they get it better. They But they have to get rid of that color guy. I know you like him, Quinn, but he's just a cancer, I think, to this team. Because every year we talk about Chicago, Chicago struggles. And the common denominator is Jay Cutler. What do you think it's going to take for them to get rid of him, Quinn, and go find a quarterback that can win some football games? Trade him to the Browns. They'll take anybody right now and, and go draft somebody.
3: Well, the Bears' season is done, and the the Bears won't win a game, and I'm already calling it. They're going to go 0-16 and get the first <laughs> no, pick not. in the NFL draft. But, well, nope. I, I, well, I think Cutler's close to gone, but I don't know who they're going to get. And until the defense really gets fixed, the Bears are going to suck. And for the next yeah. couple of years, they might only win – the max of three games, but they're going to go only well, 16 this year and then maybe 2-14 well, the, the next.
0: Here's a here's a deal. We've wasted too much time talking about the damn Chicago Bears because they are irrelevant. So we're going to move off Chicago, and we're going to go to Carolina and Atlanta. Um, Carolina, I blame some of it on their offensive line, but I'm blaming the 1-2 start on Cam Newton. Um He's holding the ball way too long, Jonathan. And the line cannot hold for seven seconds. Yes, he's getting beat up and everything, but I think something's going on with Cam Newton. Maybe he's injured and he don't want to run as much, so he's holding the ball longer, hoping that a receiver gets open. But I don't know. I think they can beat Atlanta, but I'm going to blame that one and two start on on Cam, and he's got a chance in Atlanta to – to rebound and get back a two-and-two. Two. If they lose this game, there's some deep trouble, John. Yeah,
1: if uh, if Carolina loses to Atlanta, I'd say there's an issue because Tampa, for the most part, uh, kind of manhandled Atlanta. So, uh, looking at it, Carolina's offensive line is obviously having their struggles. Cam's obviously holding on to the ball a little too long. At least he did against Minnesota. Minnesota plays a physical bump and run. Uh, Kelvin and Devin um, had a hard time uh, getting off the defensive action They're not burners. So Kelvin and Benjamin have to embrace the fact that, in all reality, they, they both would have been tight ends 10 years ago. Um, and, uh, and use their size to their advantage. But Cam's also got to remember, he's got essentially two tight ends out wide and use their size to advantage and throw the ball up. I, I, and the defense worries me more because this defense has given up some points so far this year. You know, the 21 oh, cool. to Denver, the 27 to San Fran, uh, you know, the 22 last week, which I know wasn't all on them. Um, but, you know, the defense looks – there's something off. I don't think it's – you know, people are like Josh Norman, Josh Norman. And Josh Norman hasn't looked that good this year, y'all. Um, so I don't think it was Josh Norman, but there's something wrong. I can't pinpoint it. Maybe it's the pass rush. The defensive rush. It line. Been, okay. Yeah. Uh, there we go. There we, you would know this better than me because I haven't watched them as – well, to be honest. I might have watched them more than any team. I just haven't been watching that much well, NFL football. Well, but well Jonathan, the lines, defensive line yeah. is
0: not getting the push and allowing the, the linebackers. You know, last year when you watched Carolina, that defensive line got, got a lot of push and the linebackers came in and cleaned it up. Now they're not right. doing that. And you can see the frustration on Luke Kuechly's face. He was getting angry the other night. And it's just I don't think you can make adjustments for that. I think it's. I think they rested a little bit in the offseason after that Super Bowl, thinking, okay, we're real good. We just got to be able to beat Denver. But I don't think they worked as hard in the offseason as they did the offseason before. So a hungry Carolina team the prior year, I expected them to come out hungrier after losing a Super Bowl. But, again, I think they've been beaten up and their pride's gone right now. So they've got to get it back. I don't know if you can get it back in week four. Uh, I don't know if you can get better or not, but we're going to find out. Quinn, I cut Jonathan off, and I'm going to come back to this. Uh, I rudely interrupted him accidentally, didn't mean to, but do you think Carolina can win this game on the road at Atlanta? They're the only team that beat them last year in the regular season.
3: Yeah, I think they can beat them. I mean, it, isn't, isn't Carolina also having offensive line problems?
0: Oh yeah, mm-hmm. that's what we say well, here. offensive line.
3: Well, well, the offensive. I think in order for Carolina to have a good season, the offensive line is going to start having to protect Cam, and I think that's going to be the biggest thing. But yeah, I think they can beat Atlanta. I don't, don't think well, Atlanta is that well, good. Well, they are.
0: But here's the problem, and Jonathan, we'll go back to you. I've noticed the offensive line has some issues. Yeah, they do, but. Cam Newton instead, of like last year when he three seconds, like he's waiting too long for the receivers to get open, and he's getting sacked. And I'll just go back to Minnesota for an example. now Denver was a blown game at the end. Let's just go back to let's focus on Minnesota. To me, it, like Jonathan gave a good description about the bump and run cam should take it and run with the ball but i think maybe he's beat up a little bit from that denver game still i don't think the team has physically healed from that game and they got lucky and they played a san francisco team in week two but then they come in with a minnesota team that that is just as aggressive as as denver is so do you think that'll help them playing a soft team like atlanta and maybe getting a few games in a row where they can get a rhythm instead of playing the yeah. two best defenses in the NFL right off the bat, Jonathan?
1: I, I do. And the nice thing about playing Atlanta is their interior, for intents and purposes, is pretty weak on their defensive line. So Carolina should be able to run the ball, which will help uh, Cam out a lot. Obviously not having Jonathan Stewart uh, sucks for them. There's no doubt about that. I, I really think they're going to get back on track. And Cam, but Cam's got to take off because Atlanta's got – Uh, edge rushers like they've never had really before since Patrick Kearney Uh, that's going to get after you. So, uh, as long as Cam can take off or they have uh, the running backs just set up to take checkdowns, this could be another long day.
0: Five interceptions for Cam with five touchdowns this year. Quinn, that's more than he threw almost all year last year. I mean, something's going on with Cam Newton physically. And I'm telling you, I can tell by the way he's playing that he's not the same Cam. And it could be just the the Denver game beating him up so bad and then doing it again. But that concerns me. In three games, he's got five touchdown passes, and I think four of them are against San Francisco. So one touchdown against Denver and Minnesota right here. What does he do to, to get his game back? I mean, I know Atlanta's not – Minnesota or or Denver, but the guy doesn't look comfortable. He doesn't trust his offensive line. He doesn't trust his teammates. I don't know if he trusts himself right now. It's probably
3: mental. He just has to get it right in his head that he can do it. He's probably mentally doubting himself and mentally doubting his teammates. So it's probably just mental for him. And you're probably right about he might be still banged up. Because if I remember correct, uh, his back was giving him problems in that Denver game after he got a hit a lot. So it's probably 90% of it is probably mentally, and then 10% is probably just him uh, being hurt. But I would say it just has to get right mentally, and then he'd be fine.
0: Well, he's still 60% throwing the football, which is not terrible. But we won't hold on that. I'm picking Carolina. Jonathan, you like Carolina in this game? Yeah, I, I do. Quinn does too, right, Quinn? Yeah, yeah. All right. Here's my upset special of the week, guys. And and I've been calling it and calling it. San Francisco is hosting Dallas this week in San Fran at 425 Eastern. San Francisco is going to beat Dak Prescott in the Dallas Cowboys, Jonathan. Don't laugh at me. But, uh, put your money down on San Fran this weekend. This is Des Bryant's out. Um, San Francisco needs a win very badly. And I think their defense will give Prescott some problems with that as top receiver there. And I just think it's a good, good time for an upset. What do you think?
1: Well, obviously it's a tough spot for, uh, Dallas, especially, uh, when you lose your quote unquote best receiver, um, now, my, my response with that is, though, A, they've played really well this year, uh, and they have not been uh, targeting Des Bryant that much. Actually, the guy leading the team in targets is their slot receiver, Cole Beasley. Uh, so, I, it's I think as long
0: double
1: as – they're double-teaming him. Well, I, they're double-teaming him, yeah. But Beasley's like Edelman and Welker. Uh, And, you know, they're really good in small spaces at getting open. That's, I mean, that's who they remind me of. Obviously, it's easy to make the whole, oh, it's a bunch of white guys comparison. Um, You know, I mean, Randall Cobb's in that same category, uh, where, you know, in small spaces, they find a way to just lose defenders because they're so quick and they're so agile. It's not even their top end speed you're worried about, it's how they're going to cut and just burn you and leave your ankles broken in half. uh, you know, I think Dallas's defense looks improved. I, I actually, I expect this to be a really good game. I'm gonna lean Dallas here just because I think they're the better team. But I, I personally, though, I mean, I'm, I'm I'm with you. I think San Francisco has a very good shot to uh, get a victory here.
0: Quinn, maybe you like, real quick?
3: I have a feeling that uh, San Francisco will win. Yeah,
0: it's a good feeling. I I got the same feeling and. Um, looking at it, we're not. We don't have many more to cover. The Giants are visiting Minnesota, and not, and here's a, here's another crazy thing. I think the Giants beat Minnesota. I don't know. I just it's just this feeling. I don't know why. I don't. I don't know. I can't tell you why exactly. I just think Eli Manning sometimes on the road and on a big stage plays pretty well. He's not a very good quarterback, but the Giants are a little better, Jonathan, than they have been in years past, I think. I think Minnesota's getting a little bit too much love right now with their start. I think their record can be deceiving. Uh they beat Green Bay. They beat Carolina. There's two of the best teams in the NFL supposedly. But yet they don't have they don't have Adrian Peterson. They got Sam Bradford. I mean is Minnesota really this good or have they hit the the right teams at the right time?
1: Well, I think you can say uh, the same for Minnesota this year that we said for Denver last year, and it's that their defense has just played so well that it's kept them in the games. And really Denver this year, uh, and the same thing, know, Trevor Simeon has played really well. Um, this game not being in the cold is disappointing to me. It seems like every time these teams play, it's outside in the cold. Um, I'm going to take Minnesota to win. It just seems like they have Eli's number uh, in Minnesota. Uh, but I mean, this is a potential playoff matchup. In all honesty, at this point,
0: Quinn, real quick, who do you like, Beth? And we got one uh, more. I I,
1: I think I think
3: Minnesota wins by about ten points. I just I just think that defense is too good.
0: Yeah, and I I think y'all probably right. It's just uh, a month. This week is kind of go with your gut kind of thing for me. And it doesn't mean I'm right, trust me. It might be that Big Mac I ate is not agreeing with my stomach right now. That could be it. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But I'm going to give you my really my – this is another upset I like. This this week in the NFL is going to surprise some people. I think the Tampa Bay Bucks rebound at home and beat Denver. Call me crazy. Call me a lunatic. But I think Tampa Bay has to win. They're in a must win situation. I think Denver's in a place where they're 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 happy where they are right now. And the NFL, there's not much separating teams. I mean, there's really not. It's really almost besides the bottom three we talked about earlier. Um, who wants it the most? And I think Tampa needs it the most. They want it the most. Because if they lose this game and Carolina wins, all of a sudden they've lost, what, three straight games. And, Jonathan, I think your Tampa Bay Bucks pull off an upset at home and they beat Denver. I think Denver's had a tough schedule. I think that Cincinnati game came out of nowhere to me. I thought Cincinnati was a lot. They won that. They weren't supposed to. I think they let down a little bit this week. I'm taking Tampa.
1: Yeah, I mean, let's, let me say that since we've talked about pretty much all of them. If I had told you before the season that New England, Denver, Minnesota, and Philadelphia would be the only undefeated teams left this, uh, at this point in the season, would you believe oh, me? I would
0: laughed at you. Laugh I would mean, laughed at and, you. And, and, I got the phone.
1: And, I, you know, that's with, oh, Denver's only starting that guy until the rookie's ready. Well, no, that's not happening now. New England's used two quarterbacks. Minnesota's used <laughs> two quarterbacks. And Philly's using a kid that had six drives in the preseason. It wasn't supposed to start until they traded Minnesota starting quarterback. So, I mean, it's amazing. But getting back to this game, this smells like a trap game for Denver. Um, you know, I, I've been telling people, look, I'm not going to tell you not to play Denver. Uh, they're obviously the better team, but this game does not smell right. And uh, looking back at it, I know they only play once every four years, but this always seems to be a tight game. Uh, so I, I think uh, a tight, low-scoring game. So I, I think this is going to be an interesting game to watch. Uh, I'm going to abstain from picking just because I, I truly don't know who's going to win this. But you're right, the Bucks need this bad.
0: You can't, ref- you can't not pick. But I'll let you this time since it's your team. I'll, I'll allow it. <laughs> <laughs> Quinn, who do you so like Broncos? in this game? Go ahead, and give, give me, give me, give me a Tampa. I-
3: I I think uh, Denver wins just because of their defense. Okay,
0: well, that's a lame. That's lame. All right, <laughs> we got a huge game right now. And call—we're gonna flip over if you'd like to call in six four six seven one six five five six four. We'd love to hear from you. And Houston just scored a touchdown and took them to the second quarter, but they're up seven to nothing on UConn. Uh, boy, that, that Houston schedule so tough. I mean. I don't know how they play every week in a in a conference like this, but, but they did it. Greg Ward Jr. just just rushed. They calling him a Heisman <laughs> Trophy winner, and I'm like, really, dude? Heisman Trophy? <laughs> I mean, it's just like uh, hater. I just love it. I love I love college football though. I do, but come on now. If uh, if Vanderbilt played this schedule, that'd be probably one loss right now. But it's just embarrassing to sit here and watch this on TV. I ought to be ashamed of myself. I'm gonna flip it over to the NFL game that that should start. And again, I told you something stupid. I took Miami. I took I, I took Miami straight up on one. I put Cincinnati on a parlay to see. But I was just like, what if the Dolphins win, you get over three to one on your money. So. These are the ugliest uniforms. It looks like Tennessee's playing Florida right now out there on the field. But uh,
3: <laughs> let's go to
0: college. We, we got we got a we we got a big game, man. First one, Tulane at UMass. Is that a big game to y'all? No, that's not it. I'm sorry, I'm missing. The huge game, uh, it's the Willie Fritz Bowl, yo.
3: Oh, oh, oh yeah. Since that? I wasn't here Sunday, can I talk about Notre Dame real quick?
0: Oh, the rant. Why did, Why weren't you here? Why weren't you here, Quinn? I mean, were you? I mean, Auburn won. A I was week.
3: taking a nap. I I got two hours of sleep after the Auburn game. I went out because went out <laughs> with friends because it was his home. It was their college homecoming, so I went and I uh, partied a little with them, and then I came back home, got two hours of sleep, and then had to help my dad out with the race. He was so stink. So. And then I took a nap sure. during the show. So. Well,
0: Notre Dame, man, Quinn, I mean, you you called it the week before, Van Gorder. They fired him. I mean, there's no excuse for Notre Dame to play like they are with the talent that they have. And you, mm-hmm. I know you blame Van Gorder. I'm going to blame Brian Kelly because this team doesn't look prepared. At the end of the day, it's the head coaches. Uh, team. He's making the millions of dollars. I think Ron Kelly threw Van Gorder under the bus. I don't think the change of defensive coordinator is just going to make this team play better all of a sudden. Thoughts?
3: Yeah, I don't know. I, I, the problem with Charlie, I think, was sticking by Van Gorder so long. I think he probably should have been canned last season. And yeah, the talent's there. It, it's a. It was embarrassing and disgusting. I was, I was embarrassed. I was literally sick to my stomach. Like, I wanted to throw up after the game was over and the Auburn game was on. Like, it took me like a quarter of the, like, to, like it took me a good hour before I could really enjoy the Auburn game while I was watching the Auburn game because I was sick to my stomach, so disgusted and embarrassed. And it's not even like Duke's doing that well this year. They're doing horrible.
0: And, and we freaking it. was the point, 21? Was him. it 21? Yeah. That was a 21. Yeah. Yeah. Three touchdowns. Like that was in Notre Dame too, favorite. right? That yeah, was in Dane. Dane.
2: yeah. in Notre Dame too,
3: right? And the more oh, sad man. thing was a few minutes in the game, Auburn was up 14 to nothing. I'm like, oh, this is great. This is going to be a cakewalk. Then, boom! Duke returns a kick return for a touchdown, and then it was all downhill from there.
0: Wow! I mean, that game really, of all games over the weekend, caught me off guard. And what do you think Nebraska's chances of winning six games are this year? After watching that,
3: because. I don't know because of their offense. I think I think they'll be in any game, but if the defense continues to give up over thirty points a game, it's going to be really hard. But their their offense will have them in every game the rest of the year. But I don't know. I could see them only winning six games, and then I could see them oh. winning the rest. Like, I have no clue. But luckily, there's. The
0: I talked to a couple of players that played for Van Gorder at Auburn, and they said this is one like crazy dude. Like he needs to be on medication. Like he's just a lunatic kind of guy. Anybody that has a mustache is is somebody you have to question and just say, really, you have a mustache? <laughs> I don't know. Is that am I am I right on that? I mean, he's been wearing that porn stash for years, and just doesn't seem to be working for it.
3: <laughs>
0: the mullet and the I can, the mullet and the I porn stash. See
3: him being a lunatic.
0: Never left the 80s. The porn stash. Well, let's. He looks like Uncle Rico off of uh, what's that? <laughs> what's that movie? <laughs> Napoleon Dynamite. The The He looks like Uncle Rico. And Jason's on the line. Let's see what what Jason wants to add to Notre Dame. Jason, what's up, bud?
1: Hey guys,
2: how's everybody doing?
0: Go, Colorado? Uh, better than you. Better than you right yeah, now. Yeah, co-
2: right? Yeah, but I'm just praying for a duck win this week.
0: So you better yeah. pray hard. You know, you know, you know, you know. Mike I We're we're gonna get to Oregon in just a few minutes, Jason. Do you want to hold on until we get to them, or do you have something to talk to about Notre talk about about Notre Dame?
2: Well, Notre Dame is, its just um, like I said with the Oregon defense, it's just improving week by week. Um, I know they got rid of the defense coordinator um, lost by Duke, give up 35 points, but it's—it's it's just moving on and hopefully that defense can improve week by week. So, but the difference right,
3: between well. Oregon's defense and Notre Dame's defense. Is Notre Dame actually has the talent? So there's like <laughs> no excuse for Notre Dame. Oregon doesn't recruit defense, and Notre Dame does. So it's even more embarrassing for Notre Dame because they have a bunch of four and five stars, but yet are giving up over thirty points a yeah. game. At least Oregon has the excuse that they don't recruit defense. Well,
2: there's <laughs> there, there's a lot of young defensive talent at Oregon. Yeah.
0: Yeah, Oregon is uh, a slot. Well, well, hell, let's just go ahead and and, uh, rip the bandage off. You guys play at Washington State this weekend, Jason. The Oregon Ducks. Yes, we do. At at Washington State. You you lose to Colorado at home, and I know you're a slot. Vegas is telling me right now, and I could be wrong. I could be reading it wrong, but it sounds like to me that Colorado, or Washington State's probably going to win this game based off what Vegas is doing. They're only, Oregon opened a one-point favorite in this game. It just, right now, I don't know where Oregon's head's at, and you know them better than I do, if you trust me. You know a lot more about Oregon football than I do. So, what do you feel about this game, Jason? Do you think they're going to beat Washington State? Because this is a team, if you lose at home to Colorado, I just don't see going on the road and winning at Washington I can say it's a bad football team they played early, but again, they'll be up for Oregon mm-hmm. because it's Oregon
2: yeah um yeah that's that's a good question let me let me just say um l- listening to the um after press practices and, and whatnot the the mood around Oregon it is up temple um the plays are just they they held their players only meaning on Monday. And what I hear around the campus is the focus is really up for this week. Um, I, th- I think it's just guys, um, they they come to Oregon. Oregon's been on this winning streak or winning mentality, and they think they come to Oregon, wear these uniforms, and the people are going to just give them wins. Um, Mark Alfred said in the press conference, um that all one your helmet is the number of points that people give you, so you gotta earn it. So, um uh I like the vibe. Washington State Pullman, um any 12 fan will tell you going up there is not gonna be easy. It's a, a really sneaky place to play at. Um, but it should be a very good game. Uh voice freeman does come back for which should have helped the running game.
0: I'm going to give you a prediction, Jason. Helfrich is not the coach of Oregon after this season. I
2: I say that he does. Um, last time Oregon fired, I had a coach for football. It's 1970s, So the, I think the university will, will give him patience. Um, you are starting it's for – full-freshman um, on the offensive line, um, very young defense, um, new coordinator on the defense. So I, I think he goes into next season with being on the hot seat. And hey, a hey Nike's not going to keep
0: making you – Nike, Nike's not going to be – that guy's not going to be giving you millions of dollars that be going five and seven and six and six. He's not going to be giving y'all twenty four uniforms a season. He's going to cut back to practice jerseys if you don't start winning.
2: <laughs> yeah, that, that's to sure. Um, my opinion about if you're going to fire Mike Culver's, okay, that's fine, but you got to get your either your first guy that you want or the second guy that you want.
0: So, um, they they can't. We'll take the name. You Mike Jason. I'm going to say going to sure. the best coach. Nobody's talking. About. I'm going to say the best coach. Nobody talks about right now, and all of you can tell me what you think. Dan Mullen in Mississippi State. I do not know why people go after that. If I was Dan, I was Oregon. I would I would get a jet to Starkville. I don't know if they will accept a jet in the Starkville. You might have to fly somewhere in five a few hours. But go meet Dan Mullen and say, Would you like to come to Oregon? If never the sun never comes out. You, all you got to do is win nine ball games in the week Pac-12, and we'll worship you. But yeah. Helfrich is not that guy, Jason, in my opinion. And I'm not bashing your team.
2: I'm not. I said it's about not, Gene
0: Chizik when it was, it was. time to go about my team, but I just don't see Jonathan, Am I missing something with Helfrich? I'm, I just, I just don't think he's Kelly. Chip Kelly had that program just. Doing what it was doing, and then helpers used the next couple of years with a little momentum. But every year, Oregon's gotten worse, Jonathan. And it's just—I don't think it's going to get better. I think they're going to have to get a new man in there to run that team. Well,
1: oh, I agree. I think uh, Oregon uh, does need a new. Co- oh, Houston's quarterback is hurt. Um, I I, I uh, do think <laughs> I do think Oregon needs a new man in charge. Uh, They need a new voice. Uh, Helfrich, I don't think, is is the guy to get it done. Uh, You know, losing Scott Frost I think is going to hurt this team. Scott Frost um, probably should have been the head coach this year for Oregon, to be completely honest. Uh, You know, I think Dan Mullen is a name that I've been hearing a little bit lately. There's been some whispers about Dan Mullen. He should go to LSU. He should go to Oregon. He should go to USC. You know, people seem to like him because, I mean, Dan Mullen – you know, a good, let's say 10% of his team is quarterbacks that are playing other positions. Like, that. that's just what he's had to do to, to work at Mississippi State. So, if you give him a team that has resources, that has the facilities, I think he could do a good job. I still question some of his coaching, but I, I think, you know, at, at the end of the day, he'd be an upgrade over Mark Elfrick. Uh, just like, I mean, people are going to hate hearing it, but... Art Viles, y'all, or even better, Bobby Petrino, y'all. I Bobby Petrino is not long for Louisville. Somebody's going to get him in the off season. whether it's Oregon, USC, LSU. Somebody's going to snatch that man up.
0: Oregon is a great job, too. I mean, Oregon is not just place that – I think, Jason, what I'm saying is, Your team, your program is better than having a Helfrich as a coach. You can can have your pick at any coach in the world. You're talking about a blank check that these guys can write. I mean, Oregon is a great, great, great football Mm -hmm. program. Please don't think I'm taking anything away from your team. I I have a lot of respect for for Oregon. I just don't like Helfrich. I think he's a puss.
2: No, I have created my own list in my head, okay, if we do get rid of um Helfer, it's who I would want as a head of coach and whatnot. Um all what else does come to mind, um, his offense would have worked, but his what happened at beta is is a little question. I like Bobby Bicino but I, I don't think that he fits. One name
0: that yeah, I It's, would too, say it's, too, that it's I, too rainy for motorcycle riding up there in Oregon. Bobby would not yeah, come. Yeah, that is. But <laughs> a, name,
2: a name that comes to mind, and most Duck fans would hate me for this, Lane Kiffin. Lane Kiffin. Get Lane Kiffin up here. Yes, I I know USC didn't work out. But if you give Lane Kiffin and the patience to build a program,
0: oh. he
2: will he will
0: succeed. He, look, look. there's chipping a reason why nobody's Lane Kiffin right old. now. He's stuck. Yeah. There's nobody. Look, guys, Lane Kiffin, all these job vacancies and everything, not on any list is there a Lane Kiffin. And it's because nobody wants to. He's a great offensive coordinator. He acts like a little three-year-old kid on the sideline half the time. Nobody looks up to him. Staying probably takes him in his office and flaps him around after him for each game. I just don't think he's ever going to be a head coach again in a, in a big-time yeah. school and do anything. So Dan Wilson, or Art Bryles, or somebody like that. But, yeah. I mean, Helfrich, if he turns it around, I'm going, to, I'm going to be turned it around. Well, he, Herman's not yeah. like coming to Oregon. I mean, he's, he's too hot of a commodity right now. He's like, well, he's I, I staying in Houston. Or you going I to LSU, said, one of the two.
2: I would have said this about Houston. Houston needs to go into a big conference to keep Herman around. That's yeah. right I agree. Yeah. I don't think Houston right, could keep Herman. Okay, yeah.
0: All right, Jason, buddy. I appreciate you. Um, we'll pick this game right now. We know Jason's going with the Doug. I'm going with Washington State in a slide up there. Where are you going with, Jonathan? Uh, I wish
1: the spread was larger um, because Washington State has covered, but the spreads have all been more than two touchdowns. I'm going to take Washington State to win. It's funny. Jason says Pullman's a tricky place to play. It reminds me of Raleigh. It reminds me of Manhattan for Kansas
0: State. This is tough. Quinn, who you going to win?
3: Uh, I, I think Oregon wins. I think they win in a close game.
0: Yeah. It's gonna be a close game. You know, but now over under seventy five and a half. That's There's gonna be a lot of points scored in that one. But mm. one thing we're missing this week, there's a lot of top end matchups. I'm excited to to see what happens. Uh, a good matchup is the big twelve. This is not a top matchup, but Oklahoma goes on the road to TCU. Uh trying to I mean, to me Oklahoma's a big twelve team and they, they play very well in the Big Twelve. TCU that lost that hold to Arkansas brought up some red flags to me. said uh, I think Oklahoma tops the floor with TCU this weekend. I think it's it's a blowout. I think it's a touchdown blowout. Oklahoma goes in. And I think Oklahoma's probably going to win the Big 12. But they, they do have some question marks. But I think they're major to the Big 12. They're not major play outside of the Big 12.
1: Yeah, I'm with you on this one. I think Oklahoma wins this game. TCU's defense uh, has looked poor. Kenny Hill's decision making has looked questionable, and I, I, Oklahoma's just
0: coming in angry. Yeah, what do you think, Quinn?
3: I think uh, TCU wins. Uh, I don't. Oh God, I, I I don't think too highly of Oklahoma this year. I, I just I don't know. I think Stoops will be gone at the end of the season. I could see him losing four or five games.
0: Oh, I don't think he loses probably again, maybe one maybe one more game or something. But I think Oklahoma's the big twelve champion type of team. That's what they're they're built for. But getting then the playoffs not gonna happen. And here's my luck of the the week guys. Um Arizona, excuse me, Southern Cal. Is one and three. Arizona State is four zero. Oh. Southern Cal is a ten-point favorite. Johnson, what doesn't smell right in this game to you? Uh,
1: that's the undefeated team is a ten-point dog to a team that's one and three. That that um, that's got some bad stink on it, and that's not even like Vegas over-inflating a line because they know they're going to heavy money on it. That's a uh, Hey, guys, we're just going to let you know now. Arizona State's not that good.
0: This is a four touchdown game. It reminds me of USC Utah last year, where Utah defeated Southern Cal struggling. Southern Cal was like a seven point favorite the them, and, and Southern Cal beat the brakes off of them. Quinn, are you going with this game? I like that matchup. USC's got too much talent. Ooh.
1: This is tough. I.
0: Actually, I, I tough, think, Ar- I, think Ar- football.
3: I think Arizona State wins.
0: Hang up the phone. Don't call back this show anymore. Are you serious? Hold on. Bring on the Big Twelve or the Big Twelve expert here, Jason. See what he thinks. If Jason agrees with you, we'll let you stay. Here. If not, we're gonna fire you like Brian Van Gorder. Jason, are you there, buddy? <laughs>
2: Yeah um I, I like USC I, I like the like what they did against Utah I had an opportunity to win that ball game but I think USC with that new quarterback that it started um really has played good
0: Yeah okay so why is USC a 10 point favorite over Arizona State? And Arizona State 4 now.
2: Because Arizona State can't play defense, and the USC can't
0: okay. play. So, All right. Yeah. I'll buy that. Bye, Quinn. I'm going to let you stay, man. We love you. So we're still going to let Quinn stay. Jason, thanks a lot for the commentary. Um, There's just a lot of good games to cover. I'm trying to see which ones we want to go through next. Uh, Florida-Vanderbilt, I know that's not a big game or anything, but I think people are are taking Florida in this game, and I think they're, they're overvaluing Florida. I think Florida's offense is not that good. I think after losing that game against Tennessee, I question their defense now. Not only am I questioning their offense, but I'm questioning their defense. One thing about Vanderbilt at home, they do play – defense. They're not going to score a lot, but if you remember last year in the swamp, Florida almost lost. Should have lost to Vanderbilt. There's no doubt about it. Should have lost to Vanderbilt. And they didn't. I, I don't think Vanderbilt's going to beat Florida, but I think it's going to be closer than 10.5 points, Jonathan. I just think Vanderbilt hangs around and, and they put some field goal. In. They may get a turnover and get a touchdown, but I think Florida's fighting for their life in this game after what they just went through. I mean,
1: what have I been saying about Florida? They suck. They're the kings of suckage. <laughs> they 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 suck a lot. Uh, I I and with that being said, I like Florida and the under here because if there's anybody that sucks more than Florida, it's Vanderbilt. the Vanderbilt. The Vanderbilt's really really I don't know how they won last week, to be completely honest. I was on the wrong side of that comeback. Um, but Me Vanderbilt's too. bad. Me too. I, yeah, I mean, Vanderbilt's not that good. Uh, I, I don't think there's going to be a lot of points scored. I think that's the right play here. But I'm with, you know, Florida wins this game, but it's going to be like 17-6 to 6 or something stupid, like 11 to nothing. Uh You know, just, it's stupidly low. it just. You're gonna look at this and go, Nineteen points, there it is again. Suddenly scored nineteen points again.
0: I mean, this it's bad. I mean, it's this game is ugly. I'm I'm suggesting here's what I'm telling people out there. Don't even watch this game. If you if you want to ruin your Saturday and watch some bad football and just just don't watch this game. It's on the SEC network at noon. Please. Just go watch Northwestern Purdue or somebody if that's who's playing. Go watch that. Do not watch Florida Vanderbilt because
2: suckage
0: is the word for this game. The suck bowl. And uh I know people talk about Florida gonna win the SEC. they're back. They're terrible. My gosh, they're <laughs> terrible. <laughs> they're bad. Eat
1: it.
0: They're bad. Eat so, it. We're, you we're want Florida to on donkeys? If you're a Florida fan out there, do yourself a favor. Find another team because it's just it's going to get bad. Uh, next game, I like this game a lot. Miami at Georgia Tech. All of a sudden, Mark Rick has this Miami program going in a great direction, Jonathan. I mean, great direction here on the road to Georgia Tech. Clemson gave another game plan of how to stop Georgia Tech. Mark Rick is a good enough coach to be able – Dude, guess guess what? Mark Ray is, is familiar with Georgia Tech. He played them every season here at Georgia, and when was at Florida State. So he knows Georgia Tech. I think Miami goes in and opening up a can on Georgia Tech. Quinn, what do you think, Quinn? In this ACC matchup, a new kickoff. Um, Georgia Tech's bad. They they're bad.
3: Yeah, but uh, Georgia Tech at home. I think uh, Georgia Tech pulled it out. I just kind of have a feeling, a gut feeling, that Georgia Tech is going to win this game.
0: The only, the only time it matters when the game's been played at Georgia Tech is a Thursday night, and this is a Saturday morning in this one. And trust me, I've been to Georgia Tech. I've been to high school football games in Georgia that are packed out more than that place. <laughs> uh, you got the two worst. You, you got the two worst fan bases in football playing each other right here. I mean, they don't show up at their team. And um, I think Miami wins, Johnson. I just think Miami's a better football team. Uh,
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess this is going to be Miami's played somebody game because they really ain't played nobody. I mean, Appalachian State, who like, I think is a good mid-major, but they're a powerhouse. They had too too many athletes for App State. I mean, they announced the radio guys for Appalachian State. Right for, the, right for Miami's first offensive play. You can't let them get in space. They're very fast. They might be too – oh, uh, he gone. I mean, I, I, that, That's how that game went. It was uh, – uh-oh, uh, he gone. And you're like, yeah, that's about how this game is going to go. Let's go ahead and watch something else. Um, but uh, Miami's beaten Georgia Tech, I want to say, six of the last seven times. It's, all, it's always been a high-scoring game. They don't shut them down. They just outscore them. Mark Rich, 13-2 against Georgia Tech. As much as I want to pick Georgia Tech here, I think Miami wins this game. But if I'm right, that line is still seven and a half. And I like Tech plus seven and a half in that case. I think it's going to be close. Clemson didn't show a blueprint. Clemson just had more athletes on that field.
0: And they always do. It's like Clemson, and I can't wait to talk about this game in a little while, but we always save the best for last. That's what we do on way In Sports Talk. Now, now Auburn and Louisiana-Monroe is a tough game, Quinn. To that's a, that's Auburn's first day game in, in the daytime. Do you think John Franklin III plays more than a half in this game, or do you think they're going to let Sean White continue to suck the offense dry in the red zone?
3: Well, uh, I think it. Uh, I don't know.
2: Come Honestly. on, wake up. I could
3: I could see Franklin playing the whole second half. I don't know, unless unless it's like twenty to zero after the first quarter, maybe. But I th- I I I don't see him playing more than okay. a
0: half. All right, y'all, you, you don't know the answer, so um, I think I think he plays at least a half in this game, Jonathan. I think this is a time if you want to see Franklin. At least do something. Have a drive of his own. Have a half of his own to compete. I think this is it. I think this is a game. And maybe you don't you don't bring him in. You start him and you let him see what he can do in this game. I don't know who's starting. I'm sure it's going to be Sean White again. But your red zone problems are because you don't have a dual threat quarterback. I think Auburn can solve a lot of the red zone problems if they put Franklin in once it's about the 30 35 yard line. And I, but I, I think he he may surprise some people, Jonathan, if he gets a chance to play. I know it's to Monroe, but you got to you got to trust him at some point. I heard he's getting a lot better throwing the football in practice, but I want to see it in the game. What about you?
1: I I'm just starting to laugh at this JF3 watch thing. I think it's adorable. When Sean Franklin gonna get in? Sean Franklin's gotta get in. It's, hey, this is cute. Like this is kind of no, everybody's clamoring for the backup quarterback that was a backup at a JUCO. I, I mean, no, nobody else finds this funny. Okay, maybe just me. But, He's a great athlete, um, man. He's a great
0: athlete. Oh,
1: don't tell me that. Come on. Okay, great athlete. What's put him at wide receiver. One. Put him at running back. Put him exactly. at wide out. Exactly.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Put him somewhere. I mean, he runs a four-one, and I'm not he saying he wants to play quarterback. quarterback. But he wants to only and play quarterback. Care. And I don't care if he if you put him in. What I'm saying is, you don't have to start him. But I'm saying, once that ball gets to the thirty, if you you're not scoring touchdowns with Sean White right now in the game, but if you put this guy in you got to open up so many things in the red zone, and I think that's the answer. The guy knows about as many plays as on my left hand right now. That's, that's how many you can count. That's, how many, yeah, that's, that's what I'm being told. Time
1: these are the same red zone problems they had with Nick Marshall, though. Like, that, this is the problem with that offense. That offense is fun, and, and, it, and it can be really explosive, but once you're playing a good defense and you get in the red zone, you don't have the space advantage. And that's what the – it's all about spacing. At that. And then when they get in there, it's all crammed up. You can't use speed like you want to. You need, you need a Cam Newton-type quarterback. You need a Jameis Winston-type quarterback. You're not, you don't have either one of those. You just got to try and figure out a way for this offense to, like, realize, oh, once we get inside the 20, we don't have as much room, so let's do, let's do this, let's do that.
0: Yeah, I think Franklin's the answer, Queen in the red zone. I think that's your answer.
3: Yeah, I, I, I mean, well, might as well try it out, or you just try and, or you just try and maybe throw it around a little more. Whenever we, whenever Ovin gets in the red zone, they just they they run it for three plays. Well, maybe they should, maybe they should try passing it a little bit or something. But yeah, well, my. Shot like kind of they three in the red zone. I I have no problem <laughs> with that. We we'll might as well see if yeah. it works.
0: Well, if he comes in against Louisiana Monroe and scores the red zone, that doesn't mean that that he's yeah, going to Oxford
3: mean
2: and he's going to
0: score in the red zone. Yeah, but I just want to yeah. see him play. We'll see. The a thirty two and a half. I wouldn't give Auburn and, 32 and a half to anybody. I I would take the points in that game because They're not going to beat anybody that bad. Not. I just I just know this team. It's a day game. They're home. They're big favorite. While we're talking about this game, except that I just wanted to, but uh, Big 12 battle going on. a, A good one. But again, it's a noon kickoff game, and these are these are tough to pick. Oklahoma State's a two point favorite over Texas. Jonathan, after watching Notre Dame the last few weeks, watching Texas lose the way they did to Cal, I think Oklahoma State's just a better football team. And I think they're still pissed off from getting ripped off by those officials yeah. um, earlier I, in the season. I like I like Oklahoma State to win this game against Texas. I just think they have way too much speed on this team. And I think playing in Stillwater is a tough one.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think this is going to be a good game. Uh, I think you're going to see a lot of points scored. Um, so the over is not a bad play, even though it's like seventy-one and a half. Still, you know, they, there's no defense here. Seventy um, now. Yeah, well, it's trending in the right direction for me then. Um, but I, I think Oklahoma State's going to win this game. You know, it's like I said after Texas beat Notre Dame, let's everybody calm down. We're not sure if Notre Dame is anything yet. Notre Dame clearly is, well, they're they're, they're nothing. Um, You know, so I I think, uh, I just think Oklahoma State's a better team. This is a team that I have being better than Texas coming into the year, and I don't think that's changed.
0: No. Quinn, who do you like?
1: I like
3: Oklahoma State, too.
0: Good. I'm glad you do. And LSU at home, against Missouri in that game. The week after, Les Miles gets fired. Edward Orgeron's the interim head coach who brings back a player suspended by Les Miles. I don't know if Ornette's going to play. He's questionable. But Jonathan, this has a blowout. I think Missouri's not a very good football team. I mean, they lost to Georgia at home, for God's sake. They they looked terrible when I've watched them play, except the high school teams they beat. And they Stopped it in the third quarter and start running the running clock of eight minutes or something like that. I think in Baton Rouge, I think this team is pissed off. They lost to Auburn. They're pissed off. They lost to Wisconsin. They're pissed off that they had to deal with less miles as long as they've had to. I think they open it up. And I think they beat Missouri pretty good. They cover the 13 points in this game.
1: Yeah. I'm with you on that as well. There's, um, there's a theory that after a coach gets fired that the team comes out the next week and just smashes somebody. Uh and I think that's a perfect case uh for uh for LSU. Uh I think they're gonna play for Edo. And I this is the job that Edo's wanted his whole life, being the Louisiana boy. I think to be perfectly honest. LSU could run the table. I mean, they fired Cam Cameron, which is, i honestly, I don't know if Les, Les Miles was a problem because he wouldn't fire Cam Cameron. Um, but get rid of Cam Cameron and a new offense. Yeah, obviously it's going to take some tweaking, but the, Missouri doesn't belong in the same field as LSU. No.
0: Quinn, who do you like? We like LSU uh, big.
3: Yeah, I, I agree with both of you guys.
0: All right, the next SEC matchup is... Yeah, it's a big game. I mean, you know, Chubb's questionable. Tennessee, I mean, is it is it just me or does Tennessee seem like their season was over after last week, after they won that game? How much emotion, Jonathan? How much does Tennessee have left in the tank after that emotional comeback like that? And the injuries on this team, I don't think it's a foregone conclusion that Tennessee beats Georgia. I, mean, I just don't think it's – I think it will I think Tennessee's going to beat us, but I think Georgia, how do they respond after getting their pants pulled down and spanked on national TV?
1: Yeah, go ahead and lay these points and, and go ahead and go heavy on it. I think Tennessee comes out and they take care of uh against Georgia. This is a Georgia team that, um, well, they really haven't looked good, uh, to be perfectly honest. Uh, t- Tennessee, yeah, it was a huge win last week, but I think they figured yeah. out in the second half, oh, wait a minute, we have a recipe for success here. If we can't run the football, let's <laughs> try to throw it, because the, de- the defense might be trying to stop the. Oh, my goodness, we were through for 300 yards in the second half. So, and uh, Derek Barnett, if he's the one handed – Oh, DBU. DBU. Come on yeah. now. Yeah, so –
0: Yeah, Florida defense let, let their- is as good as we thought, huh?
1: Oh, my, the Florida defense is never as good as people think. Uh, let Derek Barnett put his put his head down and just get after the quarterback. He'll have three or four sacks, just like he had what two or three in the second half last week. I like Tech Tennessee heavy. I think they smoke them and send a message. Hey, yeah. this is our division. We'll see you in Atlanta.
0: And I think they they're. I think they finally realized that you know even though Virginia Tech they started out bad Appalachian State. I think, Quinn, this is the in order for me to to think of Tennessee as a contender, I have to see them go on the road and be able to blow out a team like Georgia first half, not just not just come back at the end and play. I want to see them play in the first half, too. So four quarters is needed for me to, to be so. I think Tennessee wins the East anyway. I don't care if they play second half football or not, but to beat Alabama, to beat Texas A&M on the road, they need to get in the habit of playing that first two quarters as well. So, I think Tennessee yeah. wins. Jonathan, picks some. Who do you think, buddy? Who do you like?
3: No, I, yeah, I think Tennessee wins. And I think they'll beat them like Ole Miss did if uh, Tennessee comes out playing fast and uh, has a good first quarter. I think if they have a good first quarter and get rolling, then – they could put up about over fifty points and hold Georgia to probably less than uh, seventeen. I kind of see it going as like uh, what Ole Miss did to Georgia if Tennessee gets rolling early.
0: Yeah, if they get rolling, I don't know if anybody. I mean, Ole Miss was hot that day. I mean, they were playing perfect football and they were doing what they had to do. And they, I don't, I know Georgia is not as bad as. Is is what they play. They can't be, but I don't think they're good enough to beat Tennessee. Tennessee's just got too much talent. I'm sorry, they just they're way too much talented. So we're gonna go with the balls here. All oh, Wayne Sports Talk. If you'd like to call in, I need to check the studio six four six seven one six five five six four. You have about eight people in there. We need you to press one if you want to talk, guys. So don't be shy. Don't be bashful. Hit number one. We'd love to have you in. Uh, Big Ten top ten game here, and I think uh, Michigan Wisconsin is going to be a great football game at three thirty. I just I just think this Michigan team is a good football team, and I I think Wisconsin's a good team um, that that's overrated from what what they are in the polls right now. They they beat an LSU team in a defensive struggle that was having quarterback issues at the wrong quarterback end. Then they beat Notre Dame, and I think everybody thought Michigan State was was real good. And then Wisconsin embarrassed them. Michigan State turned the ball over. You can't turn the ball over against a Wisconsin team like that and beat them. They're not explosive enough. Jonathan, I think Michigan in the big house blows Wisconsin out. I do. I think it's going to be 17 points or more in this game. I think that line at ten and a half is going to draw a lot of Wisconsin people in. A lot of people are going to take those points, but I'm telling you, Michigan is explosive, and Wisconsin's not. And Michigan at home, I think Harbaugh. If you look at his his mo mo, he's, he's blowing teams out, and and that's what he does. I like Michigan big in this game.
1: Yeah, I'm with you. I think Michigan boat races Wisconsin. I Michigan's just looked so good. Um, they're going to be able to run the ball. They're going to be able to, to get it done during the, uh, through the air. What they did to Penn State last week defensively it was just amazing, and you know, underrated part of Michigan's game. But everybody's starting to really talk about this guy. Is the return game and Jabril Peppers in particular? He, he's an electric return man. He tends to be the best player whenever he steps on the field uh, for a given game. I, I just I see blowout here with Wisconsin should win the Big Ten West. I think they're the best team in it, but they're not going to because they got the schedule from hell. Michigan State, Michigan, Ohio State, Nebraska, and Iowa all in a six-week stretch. It's not fair.
0: that's no, a. I mean, it was, I look at that schedule, and people talk about Bama's schedule tough, Auburn's schedule tough. There's nobody that puts a schedule like Wisconsin. I'm sorry. They're There's nobody out there that can compete with that. And, and, you know, Wisconsin's playing over their head right now, Quinn. But you know up there in Wisconsin, those guys can't play against teams that that are really more athletic and explosive on offense. And I think Michigan is just that. I think Harbaugh's a lot better coach. And I think he's going to exploit all the weaknesses of Wisconsin. And one thing they do have is a left-handed quarterback at Wisconsin. That does make it tough on some defenses. People don't agree with me when I say that, but you're used to seeing right-handed quarterbacks all the time, and all of a sudden the lefty's there. It does take some adjusting. So it may be closer early in the game, but Michigan, big win.
3: Yeah, I agree. I think Michigan blows them out. Michigan just has more has more athletes and a, a better coach. So, yeah, I think uh, Michigan wins by 20-plus points.
0: And tomorrow night, guys, a big top ten matchup, Stanford, can't stand them. They're they're not even in my top ten. On the road at Washington, Uh, Washington, this is a 9 o'clock game tomorrow night. Jonathan, I think Washington is that team. You talked about them. You love them. You think they're the team that could make a playoff. Maybe here's their chance. National TV, Friday night, all alone. They play Stanford. Stanford coming off an emotional win, comeback win, and here we are in Washington right now. I think Washington beats them by touchdown. I just think there's there's a lot of firepower on that Washington team. They're well coached, and I just don't think Stanford's that good. I'm sorry, they're just not that good of a football team.
1: Yeah, I agree. I mean, well, a stat that kind of got brushed under. Stanford got 48% of their production through the air on that last drive against uh, UCLA. I mean, I think they wound up with 134 yards total for the game. You can't do that against yeah, Washington. Yeah, Wa- Yeah, I mean, Washington's two running back deep. Um, they got good athletes out wide. They got a good quarterback. who I mean, I want to say the kid's a true sophomore. Um, and they got a mean defense led by Buddebaker, one of my favorite names to say. Um, I think Washington wins this game. This is a statement game for Washington. They win this game. They're going to be riding really high. This is a Stanford team. They've been giving trouble for a couple years. Um, I, I think they win this game, and I think they can run the table after this. I truly do. Yeah, I took
0: two twenty-eight 28-point favors tonight, Houston and Texas Tech, looking good so far out there. Houston up twenty-eight to nothing, almost second quarter. PCU or Texas Tech's up fourteen to nothing in the, I think early in the second quarter. Quinn, who do you like in this one, baby? I'm
3: going with Stanford.
0: Oh God.
3: And Why do Tarvin, you always I must,
0: kill?
3: Tarvin, I must say, you never like Stanford. I've heard you say it's been a couple of years now that you always say I don't like Stanford.
0: Yeah, and I'm usually always right, too, aren't I? How many how many playoffs have they been in? How many national championships have they been in?
3: Stanford's done pretty well the last few years.
0: For what? I mean, championships? I mean, what have they won? How many Pac-12 championships have they won?
3: They won last – I'm pretty sure they won a couple. I know for mm. sure last year they won, and then I think a couple years.
0: Yeah, but how many losses did they have, three?
3: Last year, I think they did, yeah. yeah something that's what I'm bad.
0: Stanford's always overrated. They got this coach that everybody thinks is Martin Luther King. Shaw, I mean,
3: Shaw is a good coach.
0: He's all right. He's overrated. He's Uh, overrated, guys. Stanford.
1: Well, I mean, Stanford's played in one, two, three, four, five BCS Bowls, or whatever you want to call them now, New Year's Six Bowls. Um, Since 2011, they've played in three of the past four Rose Bowls. Um, They played in the 2012 Fiesta with Oklahoma State. That was number three and number four. Um, that, that was How many rings team. do
0: they have? Uh, well,
1: you know, so, you know, you see, it's funny. Stanford is that team that is almost there every year. It's like, oh, they're going to turn. No, they're not. They're going to. No, they're not. They're going to turn. It, no, they're not. I mean, Toby Gerhardt finished second to Mark Ingram the Heisman. You know, well, he shouldn't have. Christian McCaffrey finished second in the Heisman <laughs> to Derrick Henry. No, he shouldn't have. I mean. Then you had Robert – Andrew Luck. This is how bad Stanford's luck is. Andrew Luck finished second in the Heisman running to Cam Newton and RG3. Three years in a row, they had the Heisen <laughs> runner-up. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, they, they always wind up being number three or number five. That when the playoff comes out, up oh, there's a number five team, Stanford. Well wait a minute. How <laughs> come they're number number four? Why can't they be number six? Like why did they always have and to be And if there was and if there
0: was and Jonathan, if there were sixteen playoffs it would be seven. If there was a ten team playoff <laughs> it would be eleven. I mean, that's Stanford. I mean they're the they're underachievers, man, and they're not as good as people I've watched them play and I'm just sitting there thinking, My God, they just I mean they if I if UCLA would have just hung on and won the game, I'd have, lost, I'd have won two grand, man. I mean, that's that's what pisses me off.
1: <laughs> that was a $7,000 win for me. Thank you for that touchdown, so I just falling on it.
0: <laughs> yeah, that was smart. That was smart by punter. We got a smart punter. Kansas is celebrating their safety. <laughs> and, and, and the other day, they stormed the field. Kansas stormed the field after beating an FCS school the other day.
1: <laughs> know. You know, Kansas it was their first win in a while.
0: Stormed the field. We're playing Central Idaho Valley State. Let's just tear down the goalposts while we're at it. But anyway, Quinn, you're right. I'm glad you see but I'm consistent about Stanford. I'm consistently. I think they're overrated. They're the luckiest team in football, too. they i mean—I just think people, I just think people look at them and they are intimidated by them. They are a physical team. I like watching them play, to be honest with you. I like watching the fullback. I like watching the two tight ends. I like watching their style. But at the end of the day, they're—they're—they're they're, they're just not there to compete. If you put them against Clemson, Louisville, Ohio State, Alabama, they would get. Pistol whip, like Michigan State. They're Michigan State. They're a smart Michigan State team. Is what they are? They're they're Michigan State with a ACT of 32 or whatever. That's what they are. They're smart guys, but the bottom line is they're slow. Uh, they've got a great player on their team, but they're just slow. And that's that's just all I'm gonna say about them. But you like Stanford. We like Washington. Quinn, make sure you're here Sunday night, okay?
3: Yeah, I will All
0: right, Notre Dame Real quick, since you're on the line I'll give you some love Play Syracuse on the road It's a noon kickoff game Jonathan and Jonathan has some infatuation With Syracuse at noon on the road so, so Jonathan Who do you like in this Notre Dame It's a ten and a half point spread It's not ten It's ten and a half Who do you like?
1: Uh, I grabbed Notre Dame at 10. I know the game's at uh, East Rutherford at, whatever, what is that, MetLife Stadium. Um, Yeah. But uh, but I, I think Notre Dame comes out and just, hand it to Syracuse Saracy's awesome. Why don't, why don't Notre Dame ever why don't ever
0: why don't Notre Dame ever play somebody at their place? They always gotta go to that neutral side. What are they <laughs> who are they? Nick Saban in Alabama. <laughs> it's like, no, we're not coming to your house. We're coming we're going somewhere else. We're not coming.
1: Well, I mean, they weren't kind enough to come to Tallahassee. We saw that paid it off for them. Uh, and they weren't kind enough to go to Clemson. We see how that hit. Yeah, there you go. That's why they don't ever go to anybody's house, because they can't win there.
3: They went to Austin and lost in a close game.
0: Well, I'm, 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 su- I'm surprised they didn't meet up in uh, Tennessee to play that one. Meet up in <laughs> Titan Stadium there and, and play it out.
1: Well, the worst thing about Notre Dame is their neutral site games are, like, right down the road. From where the where the, the visiting team is, so uh, we're gonna play Syracuse, but we're gonna play you at the, the football sta- at the the high stadium. The hot stadium. yeah. We're gonna play you in New Jersey. <laughs> we're gonna play Mer- We're gonna play yeah. Navy, but we're gonna play you at the Redskins Stadium. Well, why can't you just make the five minute drive here? What's wrong with that?
0: I know. I don't understand it. It's like Notre Dame has ten. They have eight home games, one road game and three neutral side games a year, so um uh, I do your boys get a win this week and they turn it around.
3: Yeah, I I don't know how the defense is gonna do. I think Notre Dame wins, but I could I wouldn't be shocked that they gave up a lot of points, just I I don't have much faith in the defense, and I don't know if a change of coordinators will change, will turn it around the rest of this year. But yeah, I think they finally get another win.
0: Yeah, I got your I got your game here to watch real quick in the Big Ten. If you if you like upsets, money lines. Indiana's a seven point dog to Michigan State kind of like Indiana to win this game over Michigan State. So, watch that, guys. That's one of those games I just I'll throw out there to you. Just kind of watch that one. But that leads us to the number one game of the week. Everybody's been waiting for this game. And I know Jonathan. Florida State, North Carolina.
3: Eight,
0: eight. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that one. That's one of them. I'm sorry. Florida State is, what, 11 over North Carolina. I actually had that on my list here. I'm sorry, Jonathan. Florida State is actually a 10 and point favorite over North Carolina. The line's drop from 12 to 10 and in Tallahassee. I think Florida State covers. I think Florida State wins. I don't think North Carolina has the firepower to keep up with that offense of Florida State. I'm sorry. It's just, to me, it's a 3.30 kickoff. If it was noon, I'd be a little more worried. But it's 3.30 Eastern. Uh, Tallahassee will be rocking. North Carolina's defense can't hold up. Florida State's defense is questionable, but I don't think North Carolina can put up points on the road against Florida State. Jonathan, I'm going with your Seminoles uh, 17 in this game. I like them. Oh my god, I'd
1: love that, but I have to imagine if we won by 17, Jimbo's going to yell at the team again, because that means we will win like 49-32, and I'll probably freak out, and rightly so, most likely. I we better win because if we don't win, there might be, you know, you're going to have to put like a whole a suicide watch on, like, all of Dope Campbell Stadium. Um, our defense sucks. Uh, Dalvin Cook looks like Dalvin Cook again, so hopefully he runs for 200-plus. North Carolina offensively is stupid. Their best player, they give the ball to maybe 15 times a game, and people think that LSU should hire their head coach, as their next head coach, and that scratches my head. Uh, but yeah, if Florida yeah. State doesn't win, don't don't expect me Sunday night.
0: No, you can't do that, man. <laughs> <laughs> I will Hey, you'll be checking the rehab if they if they lose.
3: <laughs>
0: Probably. <laughs> Clint, who do you like in this game, bud?
3: I think Florida State wins forty five
0: thirty five, yeah, Jonathan's not gonna be a happy camper Sunday night at Florida State. He'll like to win, but the forty five points I don't think Jonathan's gonna really enjoy the thirty five points given up
1: no, no no, 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 I won't be happy until we're giving up less than twenty again,
0: <laughs> just like <my> Auburn <laughs> I Tigers, I can't on believe it again a,
1: guys. Louisville just scored again.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Hey, you know what's weird? Florida State's defense sucks, and Auburn's given up less than 20 points a game. That's crazy. Uh, That's how quick it can change for you. So,
1: defense, defense, defense.
0: defense. (laughs) No. We finally found one that can tackle. (laughs) All right, guys. The big game of the weekend. This is – this could – if Louisville wins this game right here, if Louisville wins, this is why they're not going to win, because there's going to be a lot of drama not to be played upon for the rest of the season. If Clemson wins, then you got that big showdown. When does Clemson Florida State play? October 29th. Okay. So the reason Clemson's is going to win is because – it's gonna it's gonna put Louisville with a loss. It's gonna get Florida State. Florida State will beat Clemson in, in Tallahassee. So all three of these teams will have one loss. And that's just the way it's probably gonna be. Um Louisville's a two point favorite in this game. Clemson opened up like a three and a half or a three point favorite, something like that. And you know what? Louisville had a great game against Florida State, noon kickoff, everything went their way. Florida State quit. Louisville is a good team. I think they're a little overrated to be, I mean, I'm not saying they're not good, but I think people are just so uh, taken by that Florida state game that they just think Louisville's just going to go into Clemson and win. And you got to remember there's a man named Deshaun Watson at Clemson that, that tore an Alabama defense up last year. That I mean, Clemson's a tough place to win at, Jonathan. And Louisville I don't know if – I mean, they're just a new kid on the block, really. They don't – you don't come in and beat Clemson. You don't just come in on Saturday night and be favored in my house. I'm Dabo Sweeney, I'm loving the fact that, that I'm an underdog. Remember, Vegas did not make them an underdog. The public made them an underdog. Okay, it wasn't Vegas. Vegas sees that Clemson, you know, should be favored in this game. The public's the one that's driving this line because they're they're thinking that quarterback's the best thing since sliced bread, and that he's going to do the same to Clemson. Well, let me tell you, Clemson's got a defense, guys. And Jonathan, I'm going with Clemson in this game. I think it's going to be very close. I think it. I don't think it's going to be as high scoring as what people think. It's going to be high scoring, but it's not going to be in the 70s or anything. But Clemson's defense is the reason Clemson wins this football game. I don't. I like Clemson. Maybe do you like?
1: Yeah, I mean, last year they played a tight game. I want to say Clemson won 20-17 to 17 up there. It, it, this has gotten to the point where it's kind of funny. Uh, Louisville's biggest game was the Sugar Bowl against Florida, and then no wait, it was the game against Russia. No, it's Florida State. Now Now it's Clemson, so apparently they're having like all these new big game moments. Uh, this is a statement game for Clemson. I think Clemson comes out, and from start to finish, they just are more physical. A uh, guy to watch is Ben bolware. He gets one big look on Lamar Jackson, Lamar Jackson Jackson's going to be looking over his shoulder the rest of the game. And Clemson shouldn't be an underdog. I love that they are because it's extra motivation. Dabo's got this team probably as jazzed as they were for that pizza party last year. Uh, I- I'm going to take Clemson to win <clears throat> this game by at least seven. Uh, th- th- this-, this Clemson team's kind of been sleepwalking. But now they're they're playing a team that ranked ahead of them. It's supposed to be better than them. Has the Heisman Trophy quarterback, he, Deshaun Watson. Then we're gonna have something to say about that. I'm gonna take Clemson.
0: Quinn.
3: Yeah, I I think Clemson wins. It's a night game in uh, Death Valley. I think uh, Clemson wins in the close game.
0: Yeah, I mean it's just bottom line is. The worst thing for, for Louisville is that went over Florida State in that passion. If Louisville had beaten Florida State twenty seven to twenty three, I think this was a dangerous game for Clemson. I mean real dangerous and but I don't think I think they peaked a little too early. I think Florida State quit way too early in that game. And we've seen that Florida State's defense is not what it what it used to be. So you put all those things together. Clemson will be rocking. Deshaun Watson, he's returning. Man, he's that's his team. They started slow out of the gate. The credit on Auburn defense too, but, but but Clemson started slow. They they played bad against Troy. Then they woke up against Georgia Tech, and so here we are. And they've been they've been scooting along, coasting along, waiting to see what happens. And here they are. This is big. Game day is going to be there. I think I think Clemson wins by a touchdown. I think it's a fourth quarter tie game and I think Clemson comes in and, and takes the lead and they, they never look back because of that defense. So it's been a fun show guys. A lot going on. UConn did score before the half to make it twenty eight to seven in the first half for Houston. Just throw that out there. Um, I think Cincinnati no, I out. think Cincinnati's winning by about four points right now, it may be more. I can't remember, but um, they kicked a field goal off a fumble of Miami at 16-7 to right now, Cincinnati, with a minute left until halftime. And Texas Tech, really, who cares? Texas Tech and Kansas, really, besides that two points, I don't think anybody cares. It's 14-2 to with 11 left in the first half. So, guys, Sunday should be a great show. We have a lot to cover, and I'm sorry we had to do the show tonight instead of last night. It's been a long week. So, hopefully my picks are good on Saturday, which will teach me to leave the NFL alone on Sunday. So, right, (laughs) Jonathan, that's the rule, right?
3: That's the golden rule.
0: Yep, if you're good on Saturday, sleep in on Sunday. All right, guys, take care. Have a good week. Good luck Notre Dame, good luck Florida State, good luck Auburn, good luck to all you guys out there for your teams. Hopefully, Jason Humphrey's video this week will be a little more cheery than uh, I've never seen anybody as happy to lose to Colorado as he was in his video. But.
3: <laughs> so we'll
0: see. So, so, so we'll see what Jason's got to say if it if he gets if he gets beat by Washington State. Well, I'm telling you, those those Helfrich comments that he's been pumping will will start fading away very very fast. Trust me on that. Mm-hmm. Um, you're only as good as your last win and it's been a while for Helfridge. He loses to Colorado and Washington State back to back, I'm telling you, watch watch how quick they change coaches in Oregon guys. I know they've been they hadn't fired a coach since uh since light was created, electricity was created, but it's gonna change. It's two thousand sixteen now. You have to win, especially if you're Oregon with all that money. But anyway guys, thanks for joining me. Had fun with y'all tonight. Always fun getting Quinn, busting him up. Jonathan, having fun with you. We all have fun with each other, so, so yeah, that's, that's what makes the show good. So see you Sunday night, guys. Take care. God bless. Talk to you soon. All right, y'all. I'm good.
3: See you.